Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. You guys are in for a treat because this is basically a reaction show to the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian. Well, there's something that I did notice, it's chapter nine. It's not chapter one of the second season, whereas obviously we only had eight chapters in the first series. So we are here today to talk about chapter nine of The Mandalorian. Name me the episode, I can't actually remember what it is. You've not introduced us, we can't no, speak. No, well, no, you can if you want. I'm not but... allowed to speak. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the uh, ever contrary. contrary person to my virtual right, Mr. Alistair Clark. Say hello, Ali. Hello, Alex and Dave and Star Wars fans, Mandalorian fans, Galaxy's Edge fans. Lend me your ears. Not, not Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy fans, not you guys. Oh man, he's gone contrary already. We're only two minutes in. Um, and of course, yes, as Mr. Contrary's introduction, although somewhat shotgun, um, my good brother and buddy in the force, Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. There you go. See, he got it. He nearly he did. Started it. He started it. He nearly, nearly got it. Um, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, the three of us have kind of got around because we're the first three members of the Jedi Council to watch the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian. Um, and this is basically going to be a bit of a reaction mm. to this. It's, we're not going to go... We're going to do a follow-up episode of that. This is very much quick and dirty, what we're thinking, what we liked, what we didn't like from everyone on the call today. So... I'm I'm gonna go first for a change. Normally I ask you guys. Before you do, it's the Marshall. Boom! Thank you very much. And Dave. it's also two podcasts in a week. Get out! Honestly, we like to do two podcasts every six months. I was gonna say <laughs> we're uh, we're hitting above our average. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Well, it'll be three because hopefully we're gonna do another one on Sunday. Well, that's something, isn't it? I know. But anyway. People now. I was spoiling you guys. Hopefully you are still listening to us, more importantly, after we have been away for so long and coming back with two and two. Um, but yes, Mandalorian. Um, it dropped this morning at 7 a.m. GMT in the UK, um, which is midnight Pacific for our followers on the West Coast. Uh, 4 a.m. East Coast in the States. Three. Four hours, yeah. It? Sorry, it's four, not five, isn't it? Yeah, and then of course, the rest of the world following on from that. So nice and early. Uh, quick round robin, Ali. What time did you watch the first episode this morning? Quarter past eight, Dave. I stayed up and watched the NFL because of the time difference. Oh, there you go. That's you why go. Oh, I was okay. taking advantage okay. of that time difference, Dave. What about you? What time did you watch it this morning? Eight o'clock. I knew it was available from seven, but I'd already agreed with the boys that we we're all going to watch it. Cool. Ah, oh, so you watched it as a family. That's really good. I had to have special permission to watch this because my girlfriend really wanted to watch this, but she's away in Ireland and she tried to stop me watching it until Monday. Oh, wow. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. I was going to say, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. You can watch it again on Monday. I can watch it again later. Boom, there you go. <laughs> so I, I, I watch on your own for the like, next few days. <laughs> the life of a bachelor watching a mando. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. That could be a great American sort of trash TV series. Well, the, the Bachelor, but they just watched The Mandalorian. So all like the 20 girls with one guy all in a room. Could you imagine if they made The Bachelor where The Bachelor was The Mandalorian? Oh! <laughs> well, we don't even know if The Mandalorian is Pedro Pascal these days. Can I just well, realise we have gone way off topic? 
Oh yeah, quick reaction. This is a quick reaction show. This isn't a super. What what, what could happen if it was anyway? So I watched it at quarter past seven this morning. Oh. I was watching the episode before my wife woke up. Wow. Yeah, I was watching it on my iPad. Uh, so that was pretty uh, pretty cool. Um, so my initial thoughts were really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Thought it was hitting the right notes. A lot of fan service, but done in the right way. Um, we've seen fan service done in the past where it's just gone completely wonky, but it's, it seems to be have done really well today. So that was my first couple of hot takes from me. Dave, what's a couple of hot takes from you? It was really good. That, that was my in, immediate reaction. It was, it was a continuation of the feel of a sci-fi Western. Really was. If, if anything, it, even ent- it, it almost entered new territory. Of, of what a Western sci-fi is. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It went proper Western um, yeah. at, at points, didn't it? Yeah. What, what I felt it was, I felt it was, in a way, you were obviously seeing what you'd seen before, but there was evidential progress in it in that it had got better. And I think perhaps too many times recently in Star Wars, it's gone, something has happened going forward, but it hasn't ever got better. It's either plateaued or got worse or there's been other things. But this, I felt, you know, from the off, I felt um, I felt the, the the violence and it was a little bit more graphic than what personally I felt we'd seen before. But we'd seen that in almost in the Clone Wars, in the last series of Clone Wars, we'd seen the, the sort of step up a bit there when you think about what Maul was doing, chopping people up. And I, I felt, you know... I mean, from the opening scene, we're not going to talk on too many spoilers, but there was a altercation, and in that, I thought, "Wow, this this is slightly up to its game," because Star Wars normally cuts away from it, so you don't actually see the graphic death, or you just sort of see someone fall over. Here, yeah. here, you you saw it, and I, I thought that was really really interesting. I liked it. It's it's funny you say that because I did notice when when you start the episode on Disney Plus, it came up. 14 plus did it i didn't notice that yeah it was 14 plus oh well my so, 10 year old saw that <laughs> i was gonna say dave knowing you watched it with your boys <laughs> how did they react they loved it and, and to be honest i agree it, it was more graphic in in the level of violence but it wasn't it it was still comic book violence to some extent it wasn't graphic Sorry, it wasn't violence for violence' sake. It was well played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it was slightly reminiscent of the very first episode as well. You know the way that he walks into the 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 bar to um, arrest or, or whatever, you capture his bounty, um, and the way he takes on the two squid head and, and the the human who decide to pick a fight with him. Um, and I felt it had overtones of that, even down, without going into too much detail, the way that he fires his lasso to grab someone's legs to drag them back. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. I like that. It, it was a callback to that first episode. Dare I say it goes back to the concept of Star Wars being repetitive or, you know, certain themes and elements work. throughout the story. I agree with that. I agree, but it was also slightly different, like those. Yeah, which I think is really if you're gonna do that, good. But but this, I felt, I just felt they really did a good job, and I thought for the first bit it was sort of a darker wash to it right at the beginning, up until the opening credits, and then it lightened up quite a lot. Yeah, the and I thought that was darker, a deliberate yeah. tonal decision. 
to say, you know, this is starting off nothing. I thought, and I think that was clever. It's kind of gone back there, I say, to the fact that he's a bounty hunter. You know, there was, and I love the first season, but there kind of felt at times where he was more of a carer for the child. Yeah. Whereas this was, he's on a mission, he's trying to find out something, and he's going back to his bounty hunter ways. Yeah. So therefore, I think that the, the theming had to be darker. Yeah, he kept calling it a quest, didn't he? He did call it a quest. He called yeah. it a quest. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought it was a quest that was set by the armourer for him. At the end of season one. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, before it was sort of a, a personal mission because he was trying to save the child. Mm. And now it's it's a definitive, you have to go. And obviously, I thought I thought it did a very good job of misdirection. So, for example, from the trailer, the quest was you need to find these sorcerers, the Jedi. But that wasn't quite what we saw in this, which I thought was kind of interesting, the way they did that. I hadn't even thought about that. But, yeah, you're right. Because there were many misdirections in here that I really, I thought... I thought it was very clever because I think there's been so much um, speculation and fan theory due to the success of the first season yeah, yeah. that they did a very good job, I thought, of walking a line where it still surprised me. And, you know, everything that was in that first big trailer, a lot of it was in this episode, which means we have a lot more to look forward to. Yeah, and I think that's done on purpose, isn't it? Because clever. If, you're, if you're into it the way most fans are, dare I say it, if you can spot what you see in the trailer versus what's in the first episode, you're mm. like, okay, cool, this is a really good, strong start. Mm. Bring on the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Dave, you and I had had previous hesitancies around, I know it's only the first episode, so we can't judge too much by it, but yeah. there was a bit of a worry of old characters coming in and taking over. Yeah. And that was a hesitancy for us, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, you didn't get that. This... This was, I think, my quick, what, 30-second video from yesterday that we posted up on Twitter. My fear has been that this, the show loses its way and just becomes a series of cameos for other characters, um, whereas what we actually saw from today's episode was a proper continuation of the story that we left at the very end of last season. It, it was, it's the Mandalorian, and the child story. Yeah. The thing that was interesting for me, and again, without going into spoiler territory too much, it was the continuation of that with intertwinings of other recently released novels. Yes. It was tying together. It was, it, it, it was going down the route of something that we've said previously that Marvel has managed to do very well. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, which you can then tie into things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and what have you, so, so crossing over into TV shows, and even, I guess, the, the Inhuman shows that, that ran for one season, it's tying together the various different media and the various different storylines to make it feel like a, a coherent universe. And, I, and that's what we're seeing in this episode. I do think, though, that there is... There isn't an interesting difference though from my perspective which was you two having read certain books got a lot or got a different impression from that episode than I did because I've never read those books and so but I wasn't excluded because I hadn't read them if that makes sense so to me the situation we're talking about is is a character that has appeared in other media 
which I didn't even know existed until today. But you straight away knew exactly what it was, his, some of his backstory and stuff. I just thought he was a new guy. But it, but I kind of like that how, and I think it's it's a line that Lucasfilm has got wrong all too often, where it had something for the hardcore people who have read all the books and everything, but it also was new and refreshing for those who didn't have a clue about what was going on. Very, very difficult trick to pull off. Mm. And I think they did it. I, I think they did it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And that kind of goes back to that initial comment around that there was a lot of fan service, but it was done really, really well. Yeah. So if you're just a casual fan, I don't like using that term, but it's the only way I can describe it, where if your only exposure to Star Wars is the movies and Disney Plus, Yeah. to your point, yeah. you understood it, you kind of got it, you didn't feel excluded, yeah. but for the fanboys who are into it a little bit more, I would be like, oh, okay, this guy, we know who he is. So but it's I kind a of good enjoy, mixture. I kind of enjoy that, and I'm really looking forward to talking a bit more in depth on Sunday, because straight away, you know, I had questions over a few things, and, and you and Dave answered them straight away, mm. saying this is what this means, this is what this means, which, as I say, means that you guys had a slightly different perspective, whereas I was kind of like, what does this mean? I don't understand this. And you were kind of going, wow, that's what that means, but I still don't know what it means for the story. Yes. Which yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It, it, it's a springboard for the rest of the season. Yeah, really clever. Um, I, I can't remember if I've actually... It's, it's another eight episodes, isn't it, this, this particular yeah. season? I right? think it goes practically up to Christmas. And the one thing that stood out for me as well, I don't know if you guys kind of noticed, it was 50 minutes long. It was. But then there was a recap piece that must have been... A good five, ten minutes on the beginning. So let's say 45-ish. That's still longer than all bar maybe one episode from season one. I think it was the last episode, or was it the second to last episode, was actually like 40-odd minutes. Yeah, no, yeah, it came out yesterday that this was really long, yeah. which is really interesting because if all of these episodes are we're in for a lot more content than we got in the first season. Well, yeah, I mean, we had this conversation where we were talking about um, what, what was we talking on one of the previous podcasts? We were talking about where it was the equivalent of a film for Obi Wan. Yes, for Obi Wan, that's it. Because obviously we were saying that the average episode was like twenty five minutes. Yeah, roll roll that up. You got an hour and a half for four episodes. Blah blah blah. Whereas with this, if all the episodes are forty five minutes ago, we're looking at to your point, Dave. We're looking at Marvel territory, where Daredevil was. 50, 55, Luke yeah. Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Jessica Jones, they were all that length. Some of them were too too long at times, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think I didn't feel it being 45, 50-odd minutes today. It just flew by. Yeah, it, it went quick. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really difficult as well because I think in the first season, if one of us had watched it, we'd be like, wow, this is really good or that. Yeah. And we were all very good this time and not saying anything until we'd finished it. And kind of, I think all of us first time were just watching it as a fan rather than with like a critical right towards it. Yeah. And like, also I thought what it did really well is um, in terms of where it sits in the universe, in terms of time, there was one particular scene where it spoke about Previous an event that had happened that's pretty major that everyone in Star Wars will know about. Yeah. And it then explained what happened to the planet after that event and went into it. And I thought that was really, really smart. I liked is, that setting, no be, idea. Because we all know what that event is. Yeah. Is that a spoiler? 
No, it's not. So it's the explosion of the second Death Star. Yes, exactly. So right. that's spoken about in this particular episode. Again, that, that's as far we're going to go. But that's okay. <laughs> no, it's not a spoiler at all because everyone knows when it's set, actually. Yeah, exactly. From yeah. the first one. Yeah. So it's not a spoiler. One, one of the things I do like about that, because it was, I guess it was a little bit more overt in this episode because you saw it as it happened and the aftermath of what happened. But what we'd seen in the previous season was quite nice in that we, we saw. And it was almost explained that that prior to the collapse of the Empire or the destruction of the Second Death Star, which is really what it's more described as, rather than the death of the Empire, it's the destruction of the Death Star. Um, you you had this <clears throat> almost like sense that the Empire or the remnants of the Empire was becoming fragmented, small insular warlords who were looking after territory and what have you and that was the way it was portrayed in the first season mm. this season was was moving away from the effects on the imperial forces following the second death star and this was more the impact on the normal people after yeah. the fall of the death star which was um, nice yeah because um so this this, this is my own head canon when when they were in this area when this scene happens there's sort of a, a mini earthquake that happens. And I immediately thought, wow, are we about to see some huge ships above their head appear and that shake in the ground? Now that that doesn't happen. Yeah. But I was kind of like, Preparing oh yourself. wow, this this is because you like you were saying, Dave, we now know that there's a moth out there who's mm -hmm. definitely got um he's got many uh, well, soldiers, I guess. I mean stormtroopers, yeah. but but I don't know what else he's got, um, but he's got a huge resources out there. And I was like, oh, wow. Because at some point he's going to hunt the Mandalorian down. you got yeah. to imagine that's the way. So that's what I was like, going, oh, yeah. wow, this is, this is good. I'm looking forward to that. I got really excited. Well, the, the thing that's interesting for this episode, actually, there's nothing from season two. Yeah. Uh, sorry, there's nothing from season one in it other than the relationship between the child and the Mandalorian. Well, there's a character. I'll take that back here, yeah, you're right. There's quite yeah. a lot of that at the beginning. Yeah, no, you're right. When they go back... When yeah, they no, go, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but even then, even we're then, trying to be roughly spoiler-free. But... Even then, it's a fleeting... It's it a couple is. of minutes. It is. And, yeah. and, and that person doesn't really impact the overall story. They're, yeah. they're, they're there to facilitate movement. Yeah. I, I even think it's a... There, I'll call it a token gesture. Yeah. Because yeah. that scene could have not happened... And the story would not have been changed whatsoever, nor any impact. Yeah. Okay. Can, can I? I want to get your views on the Mandalorian himself. So he ends up as part of his quest, helping a group of people, right? Mm -hmm. When he easily could have just killed said person and taken what he wanted. And I kind of thought that was an interesting reveal of the Mandalorian's character, that he's not someone who's. It felt to me that he, you know, in the first season we saw where he went to the village and helped the people with the thing. I was going to say. And, and so it was a continuation and building yeah, on that theme, yeah. which I thought was quite clever because, you know, I think in a lot of things that would have been over very quickly. Well, it, it, to your point, it shows the consistent characteristic of the of the, the character because yeah. they could have, to your point, he could have easily just killed the guy and moved on yeah but we saw in the previous season that he wasn't necessarily like that yeah even his yeah. bounty he didn't kill yeah. now obviously that's for a different reason but nevertheless yeah. even when we hark back to 
oh, what's the episode where they go and free the prisoners on that jail? Plane? Yeah, I know the one. You know, about. we know he doesn't even kill any of them. No, so, he's the worst foundling ever. Well, it, well, <laughs> he's more of a humane. He's a humane bounty hunter. Maybe it's a case of um, he only kills when he has to, and if he doesn't think that they're worthy of it, then he won't give them a warrior death. No, that's exactly what I think it is. Yeah, you're right, Dave. There's not enough killing. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a 14 plus. It's not even a 15. Well, if you wanted to make it a 32 minute episode, well, that's what yeah, you would have done. <laughs> well, we could, he could have killed the guy at the start, and then it would have been a 10 minute yeah, episode. Exactly. You know. If that had been written by Ryan Johnson, that's exactly what would have happened. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you want me and Dave to get into the movies? So I don't think you do. But what other big things did you guys take away? Um, I think the thing, one of the things that stood out for me, again, this kind of fan service to a certain extent, is the reference to characters, not characters, creatures and yeah. aliens. That was really cool, actually. Sorry, I agree with that. I thought the way, particularly in the last films, they haven't really done a particularly good job in my view of, of either diversifying the cast yeah whereas uh, here yeah. i mean i think there was one particular character you liked dave and the creatures from yes yes and and it was a nice callback to action figures to be fair which is obviously is, is part of my interest <laughs> well, that's really, i mean that's good but i thought i just thought in terms of detail as well i they weren't cgi some of them mm. Yeah, they were definitely puppets. Which I thought was really, really, really yeah. good. A really good way to do it. Well, when you think of how they made the first season in that in that massive room of all the LCD, the only thing that is yeah. CGI, for the most part, is the scenery, the backdrop. Yeah. Whereas a lot of it is on kind of on-set practical effects. effects yeah. yeah. And I think that's definitely continued through this. The other thing that I've noticed, and Dave, this was a gripe of yours in the season one, he didn't really fight very well. But Reddy in season one, we've seen him stick up yeah. for himself, be a bit more handy, shall we say. Um, he, yeah, he's proven he is a Mandalorian. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. As soon as I saw that scene, I was like, Dave will be happy. <laughs> and talking in brand, broad, time, broad terms, the nostalgia element of it, I felt there was quite a lot of nostalgia in this. But... Very well, yeah. Not bad nostalgia like the films. No, no, totally agree. It, it, I think Alex had said there was fan service and you run the risk of, of doing bad fan service, whereas this was on point. There was nothing that you saw that was fan service related that you thought, well, that's really tenuous. How could that be? It, it was very tidy in the way it was used. Yeah, I agree. Mm, yeah, and I think that that it's the thing is that that's a recurring thing throughout the whole episode. Yeah, definitely. It's not just like a one-off where you see a glimpse of something. You know, the garbage will do. Actually, I really like that phrase, but that's a different conversation entirely. Um, mm. It's not like that. It's very much dropped in throughout the consistency throughout the whole episode, which actually makes it yeah. good yeah. on top of what we get as part of the storyline. Anyway, yeah, it's not only it's sorry, it's it's not only what thing it's not only things that you see it's also things that you hear there's really nice callbacks with sounds yeah. really i feel like it's i feel like 
I'm comparing it to the films again. I feel like J.J. Abrams made the Star Wars film that he wanted to see. Ryan Johnson made the Star Wars film he wanted to see. And these guys are making the Star Wars that they want to see. But this Star Wars version is the version I think most of us want to see. And without labouring the point, because I think we did it. Because it's Filoni and Favreau. It's because it's, it's not... John Favreau's brilliant and his film... film well, he's written these. He's, that's what I mean. He's getting it. But I think... Maybe um well this is just us guessing, right? Dave Filoni is basically he's George Lucas's Padawan. So he he get he gets it. It's, it's easy for us to say we're fans on the outside, but maybe I'm doing John Favreau a bit of a disservice. But I feel having Filoni being who he is, where he's learned, how he's learned, is a is just as much as an influence. And and how closely attached he is to this show. Yeah, because he's a executive producer on every episode or something like that. So while he didn't write it, there is influence of JJ, uh, JJ, um, there is influence of Filoni. Oh, bloody well, I hope not. Well, bloody well, I hope not as well. <laughs> um, there, there, there's, no, there's influence of Filoni in every step. Yes. And that, for me, is a, is, is a massive win. I mean, Favreau yeah. clearly gets it as well, let's be honest. And yeah. when, when you look at the Disney Plus documentary about how they made season one, you can see it. It's in his blood, really. Yeah. Um, and for me, even though he's really well known for his Marvel, from doing this, I don't know, I think he could be Mr. Star Wars going forward as well. I'd potentially position himself to become CEO. Guys, I think... Do you, do you think that's enough there? Is there anything else to talk about? We've been going for 35 minutes. 20, 25, 25 on the recording. Let's give it around 30. Okay. So right. I think I think to be well, let's start wrapping up. Um, I think maybe we will go to final thoughts because they always take a long while. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Final thoughts and never final thoughts. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. So so guys, episode one. Yeah. Thumbs up all round. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dave, final thoughts from you, mate. Before you do so, save all your spoilery thoughts for the next show. Yeah. Same with you, Mr. Contrary. Because uh, you are contrary, so you might you could have dropped in a spoiler at some point and you haven't. No. Ish. I'm still gonna be a little bit contrary. Oh, in that case, so let's go to you first then. What's your okay. final thoughts? If so, if I was to sum up that episode in three words and I wrote them down, it's actually four words, I'm an idiot. It's well <laughs> that answers it. Something happened during this thing where I was like, oh, that answers it. And it was it was a very good reveal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know the episode, I, I get that. Because we haven't spoken about it deliberately, yeah. but I think anyone who's listened to this will be thinking, why haven't they spoken about it? It's because we're going to speak about it more. But the conclusion of that episode, I thought the way they built it up, the foreshadowing up to that point, spot on. Great job. Great job. I think they just did a really good job. That, that would be my summary, is that, you know... There are all these rumours around that that this is going to go in one direction from episodes one to five stroke six, and then it goes off in another. And I hope that's not true. Mm-hmm. But what they've done so far is incredibly impressive. Yeah, because that's, that's the first message on our WhatsApp group that you kind of sent around, wasn't it? It was, enjoyed it more than you thought. Yeah, I did. I, I, had, I, I was quite worried about the way they were going to set things up. But mm-hmm. I think... 
the setup for this series, based on what we've seen so far, was top class. Cool. Dave, final thoughts from you, mate. Although, to be fair, hold on, Dave. That, well, that wasn't entirely contrary. Your well, point. no, you said I wasn't allowed to mention the big spoiler at the end. And so, I did. Oh, I saved that for Sunday. Oh, okay. Yes, all right. Okay. Uh, not the spoiler. Not the spoiler. Not the spoiler at the end of the episode. Okay. Ah, okay. oh, I get it. Dave, final thoughts, mate. <laughs> it's a bit contrary. If, if, if this is episode one. Yeah. And we... We... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this, this is episode... Okay, so this is episode one of season two. And we've already said that this is a jump from season one already. If this continues to improve, it could be some of the best Star Wars content we'll see. That is a big jump as well, isn't it? From where we were saying we've we kind of left the Mandalorian after season yeah. one, but I, but I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I think that's actually fair because you know I think in a couple of podcasts ago we started talking about good TV. Yeah, forget. Star Wars, just great TV and, you know, for me, peak episodic shows like Sopranos, The Wire have always been kind of peak. Yeah. And we kind of said that season one was very, very good Star Wars but it was just good TV. Yeah, not great. I think this start, and this might even be my final thought, I don't know, I'm just jumping off your point there, Dave, but it was an incredibly good television show. Yeah, it was great TV. It was. It's... The, the story, the way it was delivered, the cinematography, the sounds, to your point, Dave, the, mu- the music. We're not even touched on the music. No, it's good. Um, and the, the intertwining of stories and things that we know as a fan base, it's a really strong start. Really good. Very good start. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any huge gripes with it. Which is very rare for me in Star Wars from recent times. Well, I have a gripe. You can't talk about it. But I can't it. talk about it. And well, I, I have talk, a slight gripe. And I will talk about it on Sunday. But 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 compared to normal... Yeah, I think I've got the biggest beef with this than you do. Yeah. Which is no surprising. Stop being contrary. Um, well... <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate people who are contrary, Dave? Oh, no, it's disgusting, isn't Why it? Star Wars for what it is, can't he? Oh, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it, Alex. I thought I was the Disney defender. You are, <laughs> but you hate Lucasfilm. <laughs> That's what you to, do. No, to be fair, this is the one. So my gripe is, it's not huge. No, it's not. It isn't. It's not. If you're familiar with canon, yes, it could be. Just depends how precious you. But are. we already know they're not from lots of examples. Well, we'll go into that in the next show. But no, yes. no, no. I don't mean just in this standalone in, property. I mean just in Star Wars in general. In general yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, because I, I know, I'm fairly certain I know which bit you're on about. The, the thing is, I I think it's close enough to the piece of canon for you to get away. Sorry? An interpretation of the canon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and because of the way that we see the, the existing canon elsewhere, it doesn't really contradict it. Contradicts, no. Different, yes. Slightly. Do you realise how much in riddles you two are talking right now? Everyone <laughs> is... Well, because, because you're not making 
what the thing is. Everyone's just going like, yeah, it's not canon, but it is canon, but it's not, but it is. <laughs> Sounds like don't go out, don't go out, stay in, don't stay in. <laughs> as, as an example, I would say that this was this was closer than what we saw at the end of the Clone Wars with Ahsoka and Captain Rex and yeah. how they they moved on. I would yeah. say this was closer. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It, 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 we're, we're saying basically that it's, it's something that has appeared in the novels. There's no reason not to admit to that. Something that's appeared in the novels and this TV show doesn't quite align to exactly the way it's talked about in the novels, but given the way that the novels were pulled together and, and, and what have you, it's almost like an evolution of what was said in the novels. Whereas what, what we'd seen maybe at the end of the Clone Wars with Ahsoka and Rex was a, was a completely different interpretation of the same facts. Dare, dare I say it, the novel is from a certain point of view. Yeah, Filoni. I'm just saying because, you know, we've got the new book coming out from a certain point of view based on the Empire Strikes Back. Maybe this is from a certain point of view for this particular part of the story. Indeed. Yeah. Either that or I'm picking way too many holes in this that I really shouldn't do because it's not overly important anyway. Well, it's, no. it's, it's interesting. I think, I think it is interesting, though. And I think when we talk about it a bit more for, as you call them, casual Star Wars fans, people who just watch it rather than read it, I think they are going to find it really, really interesting. And I think they're going to find it really interesting as well to talk about some of the... Um, uh, East was would we call it an Easter egg towards the end of the episode where I saw someone I was like, Oh, I wonder what that is. And Dave told me straight away, I'll do a little bit of research and I think, Whoa, no, that's a massive this Easter is egg. really, really yeah, interesting. Yeah. That is a huge Easter egg, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to go into that. On yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to slightly call out what, what Alex said there as well about casual Star Wars fans because I, I wouldn't say that people only let's say watch the TV shows or only watch the movies can be considered ca uh, um, casual. I mean, you, you've got, I might, it might come down to illiteracy, such as Andy Bullcott, who obviously can't read. So, so I'm sure if he could read, he would want to, he'd want to read the books. He's not here to stick up for himself. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I would, yeah, and so on a serious, on a more serious note, without going into Andy's problems, sorry, you have to back down the EQ on that one. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I, th I think it's more a case of for some people, the their love of Star Wars is purely screen, and that's fine. I mean, there there, there are Star Wars hardcore Star Wars fans who've been Star Wars fans for forty years, who have probably never seen any of the Clone Wars. Who have never seen any of the, the or never read any of the books, and and I wouldn't say that they're casual fans. They're just as passionate and just as, as loving of the, the Star Wars as the rest of us. It's just that their preference for how they interact with Star Wars is different. And I, I guess that's one of the good things about the way that Star Wars has always been: the fact that it has always been multimedia. The the, the very first novels were released alongside the movies alongside the comics so and then you, you add the cartoon series of droids and ewoks that happened in the 80s there's always been that various different multimedia 
Yeah, and you know, I, when I did, I did say casual. I did then say I don't like using the term because I don't. It was the only way that I could think of it at the time. So yeah, I think you're right, Dave. It's not not casual per se. It's just a different way you consume your Star Wars. Basically, there's no right or wrong way to do it. If you just like the six, nine, three, one film, you, you know, you're you're a fan regardless. Um, Can I have another final final thought? Well, considering I've not even given mine yet, yeah. Okay, I think 2020, right? Between all of us here, it's an awful year, right? We agree? Us and the listeners, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone agrees it's an awful year. I wonder if the quality of The Mandalorian is better because of the circumstances of 2020, in that people have had to put more into this. I know, like, filming was done, but in terms of the amount of resource and time, they've obviously done an amazing job because this is the biggest thing for Disney in over the Christmas period. There's, yeah. been no, there's been no Marvel, which would be a temple. There's well, been no nothing. And I, I wonder if well, this Black is... Widow's been moved yeah. from a cinematic perspective, and that's going to be released on Disney+. Plus. I, I, you know, I think, I think they've given the story time to breathe and really think about it, and they've thrown a good amount of resource at it. And I just wonder if, for the first time, we're seeing great Star Wars on TV because they can't do it anywhere else. Yeah. Clone Wars was great, Star Wars TV. It was. And, you know, with eight episodes of this, that will take us to the 20... Is it the 23rd of December? Around about that. Around about that time. And then we know... 11th birthday. Say that again? My son's 11th birthday. Happy birthday. Mm. Ironically, next Friday is my birthday, and that's... 18th episode two. Um, you watch next week's episode is going to suck. <laughs> 18th of December, the week before Christmas. Oh, boom, there you go. William's birthday. So, by, by the reckoning of each episode dropping on a Friday until the final episode dropping on the Thursday or, or Wednesday or wherever it'll be, the 23rd, you could end up here with William's birthday because his birthday is Friday this year. And will any of them be over 14 or will your bad parenting continue? My bad parenting will continue for my youngest. <laughs> That's on the assumption that every episode is fourteen. William will get fourteen. <laughs> to be fair, I was watching eighteens at a very young age. I oh, don't. I remember watching. I think I watched Die Hard when I was about ten. I was watching Manga when I was about ten. Yeah. Well, we introduced the boys to a lower low. You know, the, the um, going completely off topic now. We introduced them to a lower low, the BBC TV show this this week. Yeah. It's PG. And um, you sit there and you listen to it and you think, when I was 10, when I watched this, I never really realised some of the subjects that were in it. Well, look at old school Disney as well. I mean, some of that stuff's a bit... Yeah, well, there was a lot of innuendos in a lower low. Um, and some of the old Disney stuff, well, they're not even putting it on Disney Plus because it's too controversial. Yeah, exactly. So, but that's not that's that's cinematography. Well, know. do you know we did really well to stick onto the Mandalorian until I did that. I'm really sorry. Yeah, and I've not even given my final thoughts yet. So we're ending it there, are we, Dave? We don't need Dave's final thought, do we? Uh, I think we'll give him two minutes. Oh, okay, two minutes. It was great. <laughs> I don't need two minutes. Don't two you sulk. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Come on, Alex. What did you really think? It was great. <laughs> I was. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think the, the the kind of I was excited for it, but 
I wasn't as hyped personally as I was for Clone Wars. So maybe going in with that lower expectation. Yeah. Well, you didn't like was... the last episode. Of what? Of Mandalorian. You did not like the ending. No. With the Darksaber. You I, didn't like it. I like it. my correction. I like the episode. I just thought the use of the Darksaber was shoehorned. Okay. Um, but, again, that's my own headcanon, right? I, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that is what it is. However... I watched the second episode, sorry, the last two episodes of season one yesterday to get in the mood for this. And it didn't bug me as much as at the end on second viewing. I did still feel uh, at the end of it, but now I'm slightly more intrigued to to be told yeah. how he got it and what happens with it. So that, that was going to be my question to you was, <clears throat> are you more excited for the Mandalorian after this episode than you were at the end of season one? Uh, kind of. I mean, I wasn't not excited for it, but I'm not saying you weren't, but I, you're I, more excited. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the dark saber for me was the uh, uh, feeling towards it. The rest of the the rest of the season, I really enjoyed it. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So that's my final thought. We've done well on this ten fifteen. I was going to say this is a short episode. episode. Well, then again, we always talk for an hour, an hour and a half ish of everything and anything Star Wars. We've just gone for twenty five minutes. It's actually forty five with no spoilers. With is there a sport? I'm just trying to think. We'll have to get back on the playback. So. I've got no final, 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 final thoughts. Makes a change. Dave, I know you've had a final thought already, mate, but why not? Good. Good. If you haven't seen it, see it. And that way, you can listen to our podcast that we do next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And yeah. don't forget to go and listen to our last podcast. Because, you know... It was a really interesting conversation about a book series, which it has been confirmed the Thrawn book series will continue in May of next year. Have they released the name of the book? Yes. Do you know what it is? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's save that for Sunday. <laughs> so that is us, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Jedi Council. Thank you very much for spending the last, Dave, 45 minutes? 40-ish. 40-ish minutes with us talking about The Mandalorian in riddles. Um, we will be riddle-less... Mm minus riddles on the next episode where we will be going into a huge spoiler territory it's not Great. it's not just andy that's a, there's a problem with the english language day i'm just trying to speak in riddles to make it even better well you did it well I, done i'm probably trying to speak in a foreign language from my something. virtual left i appreciate that you're welcome um so we are back hopefully more frequent um this is going to be the first reaction of every week we hope um so we'll be doing it again next week in that will be full of riddles. I'm absolutely certain of it. I'm if, sure if it we're going to be. be like this again. Yep. Um, but riddled with riddles. We are riddled with riddles. That's right. I'm riddled with nothing. You don't. You're riddled with contrariness. Oh, okay. There you go. So we are the Jedi Council. You can find us <laughs> on our website, www.the-jedi-council.com. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. On Instagram, we are at the Jedi Council underscore... No. Let me start again. On Instagram, we are at the Jedi underscore Council underscore TJC. On Twitter, we are at the Jedi underscore Council. On Facebook, you can find us at, at TJC underscore the Jedi underscore Council. We really try to make these the I was same. Say, simply just Google the Jedi right. Council and you'll find us now. Well, you can with a full... If you just Google the Jedi Council with a full result that gets returned. You so will find everything there. Our... Um, SEO is, is phenomenal in that respect. It is. It's phenomenal. Uh, SEO is search engine optimization for those of you who have no idea what we're just talking about. Again, more riddles. Um, we have no idea what we're talking about, so that's fair enough. 
<laughs> yeah, and don't forget you can interact Guilty. with us. Yeah, you can find all of our podcasts on a, a plethora of places: uh, Apple iOS podcast app, SoundCloud, Spotify, Player.fm, Amazon. Yes, you can go and ask Alexa to play. Shall we do it now, Alexa? Play the Jedi Council podcast. There's no Alexa in. Your, is there everyone in your house? Oh, there might be someone who's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> play the next episode. The previous episode. Yeah, not that. Well, can't play the next one. Is that Dave's your one on the go? It, it doesn't go off. Oh, oh, we need to be louder. There you go. Sorry. Um, where was I? Yeah, we're on Amazon. I've really understood Alex's accent, to be honest. Oh, well, the Alexa. Pew, 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 pew. Dave's Alexa is a northern Alexa, that's why. Alexa. There you go. Um, <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> you can also find us on YouTube. Yes, Google at the Jedi Council. And you can find YouTube where we, we, to be fair, we probably need to put more videos on. Um, well, we did say we were going to do a video of this, but we didn't because we didn't get one single person say they wanted to see it. Nice, very good point, actually, yeah. So, so don't forget in your feedback, if you want to see Dave's beautiful visage, then, yeah. That's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> <You've just made laughs> okay, hang on. If you want to see Mera, honestly, <laughs> then, then do it. To be fair, we're all, we're all faces made for radio, whereas she's not, so therefore it's that kind of makes sense. Anyway, so yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us ramble on for the last 50-odd minutes. of. Um, we were talking about The Mandalorian. We got sidetracked as per usual. We kind of started talking about The Mandalorian again, and I don't know how the hell we got onto The Bachelor. I liked it. Uh, weird, but anyway. So, remember, ladies and gentlemen, may the Force be with you. The Force will be with you, always.